chapter 5. We're continuing uh, our series, continuing our series, uh, Life in the Spirit. The, uh, the backdrop really to it is the, the truth that when, uh, when Jesus died, rose, died at the cross, rose again, before he ascended into heaven, he, he promised to send us his spirit. In fact, he said, it's, it's better for you that I go. And, uh, and so it's this promise of the Holy Spirit. The whole series really is, what does life in the Spirit look like? The promise of the Holy Spirit, like having Jesus with us, with each of us, those that know and follow Jesus, with us in every moment, in every situation. What does that, what does that look like, to have the presence of Jesus with us uh, as we walk through life? So that's the, uh, the backdrop to the, the series. And this morning, we're looking at worshipping in the Spirit. And uh, I'm going to uh, start from Ephesians chapter 5. <coughs> Excuse me, voice not quite back yet. And uh, verse 18, it says this. Do not get drunk on wine, which leads to debauchery. Instead, be filled with the Spirit, speaking to one another with psalms, hymns, and songs from the Spirit. <clears throat> and so this morning, I want to talk about, about worship. And you might think that worship is just something that we do on a, on a Sunday as kind of a warm-up to uh, the main event, and then kind of a, you know, we'll, we'll close the meeting out with a few songs, and that's what worship is. <coughs> or maybe you just think, well, worship is, is just singing, and of course, singing is a huge part of it, but it's not just singing. Worship, of course, is, we, we, we worship, <coughs> we all worship something, don't we? We all worship something. We're, we're made as worshippers. And so whether you, you worship, worship Jesus, or we worship, you might worship your career, you might worship what other people think about you, you might worship uh, money, uh, <coughs> all of these things. We, we're made for worshippers. We're made for worship. And uh, worship, as we worship, it, it shapes us, doesn't it? It shapes our, our values and, and our priorities. If it's, if it's career and status and sort of climbing the ladder that you, that you worship, then you'll, you'll make changes. And, and, and uh, Thank you, Stuart, that's most kind. And, and, and values and priorities will be shaped because of what you worship. If you, if you care about what other people think about you, then your, your actions and so on will be shaped by, by that, by what other people think of you, by popularity and so on. And uh, as, uh, for us as followers of Jesus, we too can be, uh, f- find ourselves worshipping things other than Jesus. But folks, we're called to worship him. We're called to be worshippers. Only he is wor- worthy of our praise. Everything else is, will, will eventually be found out to be, to be hollow and, and lacking and temporary and it will fade. Only he is worthy of our praise. I don't know if you've got the PowerPoint, maybe not, but uh, I want to read a quote from, from C.S. Uh, Lewis, and he says this, <clears throat> I think we delight to praise what we enjoy because the praise not merely expresses but completes the enjoyment. The praise not merely expresses but completes the enjoyment. He goes on, it's not out of compliment that lovers keep telling one another how beautiful they are. The delight is incomplete till it is expressed. It's frustrating to have discovered a new author, or box set maybe, and and not be able to tell anyone how good it is. Come suddenly at the turn of a road upon some mountain valley of unexpected grandeur, and then have to keep silent because the people with you care for it no more than a tin can in the ditch. To hear a good joke and have no one to share it with. He continues, the Westminster Catechism says, the man's, sorry, that man's chief end is to glorify God and enjoy him forever. But we know that these are the same thing. 
fully to enjoy is to glorify. In commanding us to glorify him, God is inviting you and me to enjoy him. That's the invitation to enjoy him. He doesn't want us to, to worship him because he's lacking in any way and uh, is sort of insecure or something like that. He's, he, he, he wants us to worship him because he, he wants us to enjoy him. Uh, I, I, I've got two, two kids, uh, <clears throat> uh, Thea and Jesse, and uh, among them, I, don't know about you, I, haven't, I didn't have children because I thought, well, I thought maybe it might be a retirement plan. You know, I joke with Thea that, that she's going to look after me at my old age and you know, do all the things that I do for her when I'm old and can't do them for myself. Um, but, in, but in seriousness, that's not why, why we had children. We had children because you want, to in, you want to enjoy them and you want to in, and then to enjoy you, right? It's not, you know, I mean, I can't, get her to, uh, I can't get her to do things for me. I can't even get her to do things for herself. But, but we, we had children because it's, it's about enjoying one another. And it's an imperfect illustration, but it's the same with him. It's not because he's lacking in any way. Because he wants us to enjoy relationship with him and, 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 us, and him with us. He wants to enjoy that relationship. <clears throat> Last quote by uh, John Piper, who's an American pastor. He says, worship is the goal and the fuel of missions. Missions exist because worship doesn't. Missions is our way of saying the joy of knowing Christ is not a private, tribal, national or ethnic privilege. It is for all. And that is why we go to mission. Because we have tasted the joy of worshipping Jesus and we all want the family and we want all the families of the earth included. And so we, you know, we talk about mission here. <coughs> Gather growing, go in mission and service. We talk about, about mission, and that's right, but we, we go because we've tasted and we've seen. We've tasted and we've seen how good he is. And so we go. We've enjoyed him and we want others to as well. So what does it look like to worship in the Spirit? First of all, it's from a position as a loved son or daughter of the Most High. It's knowing your identity in Christ, knowing that you're, that you're chosen, that you're loved, that you're forgiven, that you're accepted. It's knowing your identity in Christ. Worship, it's an, an offering to the Lord. <coughs> you might sometimes feel like your offering is pretty, pretty humble and pretty, pretty meager, but he loves it. You know, think of the, the, uh, the woman who, you know, bought some perfumes and washed Jesus' feet. It was, it, it was some, some sort of mocked. It was a, you know, oh, look what she's doing. But he loved it. He loved the humble offering brought to him. He loves it. And so when we, when we gather together like this or when you, when you worship maybe in life group or, or even on your own at home in the kitchen, it's about a renewed coming to Christ. It's coming back to him, worshiping him. Say, yes, Lord, you're front and center and I worship you. It's why we sing, so I love some of the songs we sung this morning, just the rich gospel content of the songs. And as we, as we do that, we're re rehearsing the gospel to ourselves, aren't we? As we declare the truth, we're rehearsing gospel truth to ourselves, singing it. Not only are we bringing an offering to the Lord of, of, of praise and worship, but we're rehearsing the gospel to our hearts. But so often we can make worship about ourselves, can't we? We can kind of, uh, as we've said before, you know, we're in a consumeristic culture and, uh, you know, we can, we can so often make it about ourselves. You know, how, how did you find it this morning? How did, how did I feel about it this morning? Did I like the songs they chose? Did I like the, the melody, the band, uh, the mix? And we can make it about us and not him. 
the focus should be on him. It's, it's why we don't often sing many, many kind of me or I worship songs. Not because they're not true and, and, and they're not great. and uh, Not because we might not play them at the home, in the car, or in the kitchen and so on. But because we want the focus to be on him. We want him to be the focus of our, of our worship and our attention and our gaze. Not, not, not ourselves. But so often we can just rely on our feelings, can't we? We can kind of, I don't know about you, even just coming on a Sunday, I can, I can rely on my feelings. I think, well, I've... <coughs> I've made it across the, made it out of the house, and I've made it here. Got the kids here, and uh, and oh yeah, I struggled a bit this morning. It must have been, must have been the band's fault, you know, the songs they picked, or or uh, you know something like that. Um, but uh, but it, but it's not it's not about. We shouldn't always rely on our feelings. I um, I quite like quite let's go running. Haven't done a, a lot recently, but quite let's go running, and uh, I've done a few couple of marathons. Um, I almost said a few there to make myself sound more. Um, and uh, the thing with a, with a, with a, with a marathon was you have to have a training plan, right? And uh, I've had mixed success with that. But you, but, you know, it, it, you have to have a training plan. Otherwise, you're not going to get there. And, uh, <clears throat> and the thing is about a training run is, you know, you've got to do it a n- number of weeks before. Rain or shine, you know, uh, dark or light, snow, wind. You've got to get out and, and do it. Otherwise, you know, you're going to fall behind and, and so on. And there's been times when I've kind of got out, you know, or thinking about, oh, I should be, you know, I've got to go today, and uh, yeah, you know, I'm not feeling it, and I'm kind of thinking, thinking, trying to think of excuses why I shouldn't go, you know, oh well, that needs doing, and that needs doing, and things that, that aren't really urgent, but just trying to trying to think of excuses and reasons not to, not to go, and then I kind of write, okay, I'll gather myself, you know, get the running stuff on, and and go out, and it's just like the worst run, you know, it's just. Um, you might have the experience at the gym or something like that, but it's just the worst. You know, it's just like, oh, this is awful. How am I ever going to get to, to you know, the marathon? And um, but you keep you keep kind of going, going through the motions, kind of okay. You know, just keep just keep 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 going. Maybe you know, put some music on, change something like that, and uh, and then suddenly, what can happen is you, you suddenly get get to this point where suddenly. You've, you've kind of broken through how just awful it was and how you just weren't, weren't feeling it. And suddenly you're like, oh, this feels great. And I, oh, yeah, I'm feeling, I'm feeling good. And I can feel it, the kind of adrenaline through my, my body. And I can feel, yeah, I'm going to make this, you know, this training plan and this marathon and, uh, and, and so on. And he goes, yeah, this is, this is why I'm here. This is why I'm doing it. Because it's, it's not about the kind of the difficulty. I've, I've pushed through that and there's... This is great. I'm loving this. I'm enjoying this. You can see where I'm going here. And it's sometimes a bit like that with our worship. We, can, we, we need to push through, push through kind of how we're feeling and not, not rely on our feelings. Yeah, I'm not feeling that. And I'm not a huge fan of this song. Or, or you know, I'm really tired from last night. We, we push through that. And, and, then, and the Spirit helps us and engages us. And suddenly, we're, oh, yeah, I, I love this. I love worshiping my Heavenly Father. We shouldn't always rely on our feelings. Sometimes we have to go through the motions, bring our offering, ask the Spirit to help us, and boom. This is what the Spirit does. He loves to help us in every area of life, but worship is one of them. And uh, as we've been banging on about in this series, you know, we can, we can feel dry, we can feel far away from, from the Lord, but he sent his Spirit to help us. He sent his Spirit to help us. Help us in every area of our life, transform us, give us power, and to help us in our worship. So ask and expect him to help with you. If that's you, whether it's at home, quiet time, life group, Sunday mornings, Monday morning, whenever it is, ask the Spirit to help you.
uh, and, and, uh, and expect him to, to help you. And one of the ways we, on a Sunday, sometimes we'll just we'll try and make space for this, as well as just individually, you know, as we, as we come to worship, as we come in the door, say, oh, yeah, Lord, I'm feeling a bit dry and, and far away from you this morning. Would you help me? It's the, it's one of the ways we'll try and break out of just going through the motions. It's like we did this morning, and we'll just have some space in the songs and just allow what we might call kind of the song beyond the song, as it were, because it's great singing, singing songs of gospel truth to rehearse the gospel to ourselves and, and speak, sing, sing glorious praise and truth to the Lord. But sometimes going off script just helps engage the, the mind and the spirit as we gather the words to sing to our Heavenly Father. You know, I've used the illustration before. You can go on a long car journey, be driving and be th- you know, thinking about something else and you might, you might get to your destination and think, I, have, I, have no, I just do not remember anything about that journey. I can't remember going there, but I, I must have done. And sometimes when we sing the words, we can just get into autopilot and, and miss that freedom of expression for the heart to our Heavenly Father. So that's why you'll notice sometimes we just have gaps and encourage us to sing out, speak out truth, because it just engages our hearts of where we're at. Yeah, Lord, I am feeling a bit, a bit rough this morning and I'm, I am distracted. I'm feeling a bit pressured, but, but help me, Spirit, to worship you. Lord, I love you. Just uh, an overwhelming of the heart and reality of where each of us are, are at. Um, so what happens when we worship in spirit and truth? As I said before, we're rehearsing the gospel to ourselves. You know, it's gospel truth. And, and that's, that's powerful because sometimes uh, music is powerful, of course, but in, in those moments where we're just squeezed and under pressure, we, if, we, if we've been rehearsing the gospel to ourselves, whether it's reading the scriptures or whether it's declaring and singing truth, that's what comes out. That's what comes out because we've been singing it and that truth comes comes out. It releases joy. There's joy in worshipping our Heavenly Father, in worshipping something beyond ourselves, something more, some, someone more glorious and bigger than we, than anything else than we ever are. It can refresh us and renew us. Even amidst times where we're really suffering and in pain, it can renew and refresh us. Some would, uh, many of you will know, I... Um, I lost my, my younger sister um, a number of years ago now uh, after a, a very short battle with, with cancer. And um, it, in those moments where you're just feeling that there's this despair and there's a lack of hope and uh, just, just, just fear, worship, can, it, it, can just, it, it can just refresh you in those moments. You know? And you can know joy. Of course, there wasn't kind of, in those moments, there wasn't laughter and happiness, but there was joy. There was joy because there was truth that I had, I had sung, I had declared, I had read about that I knew to be true. So I, I knew, okay, I've, I've, I've lost Ali, but I know she's gone to be with her Heavenly Father, and one day I will see her again. And so there's truth that, 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 that I've declared, that has gone into my heart through, through singing and songs, among other ways, that, that comes out in those moments. And so there can be, can be joy amongst joy and refreshment amongst pain and suffering. It's declaring truth when even it might not feel true, right? When even it might not feel truth. It encourages one another as we worship like this or together and life groups or whatever. It encourages one another. Um, it determines what flows from our lives. So as we, as we worship God, we become more like him. The Spirit is part of what the Spirit does. He transforms us and we become more like him. There is freedom. Stuart uh, mentioned that uh, account in Act 16 where Paul and Silas are singing in jail. There's freedom, right? The, the, the foundations are rocked, doors open. There's freedom. 
And in, in fact, the, uh, the guard comes to know Jesus through it, right? So there's, there's, there's freedom and there's, uh, there's, there's a, a gospel fruit that comes out of singing songs. We've had prophetic words here uh, over City West about worship softening the soil. You're right in terms of just the, the gospel going out through worship because we're declaring gospel truth through our worship. It's more than just singing songs uh, together. We see it right through the Bible, don't we, with the Psalms and David, you know, amidst trials and difficulty. Uh, and uh, they, they worship, not, necessarily, not, because they're not, not because they're worship heroes, because they're desperate. They're desperate for, 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 for that intimacy with their, with their Heavenly Father. So I want to encourage us. It's great to worship together like this and at life group and so on, but let's be, let's be worshippers throughout the week, not because we're, we're somehow superheroes, we've got it all sorted, quite the opposite, but because we realize there's a dependence and a need for that intimacy and connection with our Heavenly Father. And the Spirit wants to come in those moments and fuel us and help us. Let us be worshippers of the Almighty. Let us seek after him, not just Sundays, but... Um, but daily. And uh, the, the last point I make before we actually worship is back to the verse in, uh, back to verse 18 that I read right at the beginning. It says this, don't get drunk on wine, which leads to debauchery. Instead, be filled with the Spirit. Why does Paul uh, make that connection? You know, what, it's kind of, he's making, it's almost, you can almost think well, there's two points there. Don't get drunk on wine. Fine. Full stop. Next point. Be filled with the Spirit. But that's not what that's not what he's saying. Don't get, don't get drunk on wine. Instead, be filled with the Spirit. So he's linking these two things. You think, what? What's that? What's that all about? Well, in, in Acts chapter 2, if you uh, um, back where the, the Holy Spirit is, the day of Pentecost and the, and the Holy Spirit, is, as, as I mentioned at the beginning, when, when Jesus ascended into heaven and the Holy Spirit comes, there's all these things happening. And, and people that, that saw what was happening to these, the, these folk who were getting filled with this Holy Spirit, what did they say? They said, they look like they're drunk, right? They said they look like they're drunk. And so that's why Paul links these two things, because, because when, when you're full of the Spirit, it's, it's very similar to being drunk in the sense that when you're drunk, there is a lot of joy and there is a lot of boldness, right? You don't really care what people think. You're happy and you don't care what people think. And it's the same with being filled with the Spirit. It's, there's, a, there's a joy and there's a boldness that comes by being filled with the Spirit. But they do it two very different ways. Alcohol does it, it's a depressant, and it does it by removing your inhibitions, doesn't it, right? You know, kind of, I, you know, I, don't, I don't care what people think, so uh, I'm happy, and uh, I'm, I don't care what people think. And it, it does it by, by removing your inhibitions, by making you less aware of reality. Yeah? The Holy Spirit does it by making you more aware of reality. Yeah? More aware of the reality of what Jesus did on the cross for you and me. More aware that despite all our failings, all my failings, we are loved sons and daughters of Christ. Loved, accepted, chosen, forgiven, children of God. He makes us more aware of our reality, of who we are, our identity in Christ, and of who he is. Right? And we live in a world where, uh, actually, you know, 
alcohol is very, very prevalent because there's a lot of anxiety, there's a lot of fear. And so, so people want, understandably, they want to escape that, that reality of, of fear, of pressure, of uh, anxiety, and so on. And so alcohol is just great. Well, it's, well, it's a, a way of, I could be less, less aware of all of those things right now and be happy, be joyful, and be bold. But the Holy Spirit wants us to be joyful and bold in knowing the reality of who Jesus is, of what he's done, and in light of that, of who you are. Of who you are. And much like being, uh, I've used this illustration before, much like if you were a serious drinker, right? If you were a serious drinker, you'd have, you know, uh, bottles in 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 the cabinet at home, you might have a, a bottle in the bottom desk drawer at work. Uh, you might have a hip flask in the car because uh, you, you know wherever you go, there's going to be those moments where you just want to, 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 to take a drink, right? You just want to take a drink and uh, forget about the reality or kind of be, be anaesthetized from the reality of the situation. And the wonderful truth of the Spirit is the same is true for us. Because he sent his spirit to live in us, we can be serious drinkers of the Holy Spirit whenever and wherever we are. Whether we're at home, whether we're at work, whether we're on the bus, in the car, at school, we can be serious drinkers of the Spirit. Just take a moment and say, Holy Spirit, come and, come and fill me. Come and fill me afresh. I want to know the presence of Jesus with me right now as I go into this meeting, as I go into this classroom, as I go into this exam, as I do battle with the kids at home, I want to know the presence of Jesus helping me, changing me, transforming me, letting me know that joy and power that come, and boldness that comes from the Holy Spirit. Boldness to share the gospel. Boldness to share the gospel. A joy in, in knowing what he's done for us, in knowing that we don't deserve it, knowing that we can't earn it, knowing that we've been, we're recipients of the wonderful gift of grace because of what Jesus did at the cross for us. The Spirit wants to make us more aware of that. How aware of it you are this morning, the Spirit wants to make you more aware of it. Right? We're going to worship in a, in a moment. But, and the Holy Spirit wants to, as we gather together like this, and even tomorrow morning when you wake up, the Spirit wants to make you more aware of your reality in Christ than you will be. Yeah, he wants you to know more of him, more of him, more of the joy that he has in store for you. Don't we all need that? Isn't that what? Isn't that in, in a world where there's such fear and anxiety, and 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 the search for answers in things like alcohol and drugs that would make us less aware of that? The Holy Spirit wants to come and make you more aware of the reality of who Jesus is and what He's done for you and me. Amen. Karis, do you want to come back up and uh, let's respond in worship? Shall we stand? The invitation this morning, as, as, as I said, as it is any... Any time, really, but the invitation this morning is just to come and be filled with the Holy Spirit for the first time, for the umpteenth time, to come and receive more of Him. And we're just going to, the band are going to start playing when they're, when they're ready, and uh, we're just going to wait on the Spirit this morning and just expect the Spirit to come 
you might just want to, as, as the band are playing, you might just want to uh, lift your hands as a way of saying, uh, I, want, I want more. You know, it's, uh, uh, my kids do it when they want to be, when they want that intimacy, once we picked up, it's just the hands raised in the air, and I know exactly what they want, and it, it's a bit like that. It's just a way of saying, yeah, I want that intimacy, that closeness with my Heavenly Father. I want to know more of this joy in the Holy Spirit and boldness in the Holy Spirit. I don't know about you, but I can so easily, with, with, with busyness, pressures, uh, things happening in the week, uh, find myself running low on the, the joy front. Another way to say I can be miserable. And uh, the Holy Spirit wants to remind me of the reality of who Jesus is. You might be really going through a difficult time and just painful time and, and life really sucks. And the Holy Spirit wants to just wants to bring you joy joy in knowing who he is joy through the security of 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 who you are that you can trust him in in those uncertain times and difficult times that he's still with you that he still cares for you that he he still loves you you might feel just uh you've wandered away blown it far away from the lord but we can repent and the Holy Spirit wants to remind you that you're, that you're loved, that you're chosen, that, he did, that, the, that your Heavenly Father delights over you. These are the, some of the wonderful realities that the Spirit wants to, to make real to you and I. He wants to embolden us. Maybe you just you feel quite fearful, quite anxious. He wants to, to bring you boldness. And so... We're just going to, the band are going to play, playing, and we're just going to pause and allow the Holy Spirit to come. Just say, Lord, I want more of you. It might be the first time you've, you've prayed this prayer. Fine. It might be the umpteenth time, but the Holy Spirit just wants to come and, and fill you. To fill you and go on being filled. Father, Lord, we thank you for the the gift of your Holy Spirit, Lord. That your your Spirit comes to change us. Your Spirit comes to bring us joy and boldness, to make the reality of who you are and of who we are in Christ real to us. And so I just I pray right now, Holy Spirit, we just say, Come, Lord, we, we want more of you. We want to know you better. We want to, to worship you better, Lord, in light of who you are, in light of what you've done, Lord. Jesus, I just pray, come Holy Spirit. Where there's anxiety, where there's fear, would you bring just boldness, Lord? Where, where there's a lack of joy, would you bring joy? Spirit, we invite you here. Jesus, come Holy Spirit.